much into the contest. It's Wednesday the 26th of October. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. Shane, how are you? I'm very well, Timmy. The sun is out. Finally in Sydney, mate. Stop raining. Yes, and there's nothing quite like a blue sky. <laughs> it's a tonic for people feeling good, I think, sometimes. Now, what about this mm. rock star at a golf club that had his tattoos um, covered up? Although At least they wanted him to cover up, and he, he's not happy about it. No, it was a drummer from uh, Kings of Leon, and uh, he's saying that we've got old, antiquated ways here in Australia, and yeah, the golf club wanted him to cover up his tattoos. But, um, yeah, not very happy, mate. That they haven't mentioned which golf club it is, but I dare say it may be the Australian. Yeah, cover up, eh? And not happy. Um, I wonder if every, if he got to play. That I might have to do some further investigation. Well, Australia <laughs> definitely played against Sri Lanka, and they got the chocolate Stoinis. What about Marcus Stoinis? Just extraordinary. Serena Williams. Well, this was another one of Shane Lee's crystal balls. He said she may come back. Well, she's back. And uh, what about Donald Dickey, Export Adelaide star, a fifty or forty million dollar windfall in life the most important thing is trust without it everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands an organisation built on people they understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long term safety and security for you and your family BPC, just a phone call away. Well, they wobbled along with the bat again, didn't they, Australia, against Sri Lanka? And and remember, Sri Lanka, uh, if my memory serves me correct, just a couple of weeks ago got beaten by Namibia. So we're not seeing the strongest, are we? And we're not seeing a Sri Lankan team with guys like Aravinda De Silva and Kalawadarana and these types. Um, And we struggled the victory, but Marcus Stoinis stole the show. Uh, The fastest ever 50 in any format for Australia. Yeah, he scored 59 not out of 18 balls, hitting six sixes, Tim. And, um, yeah, he was pretty much the difference between the two sides. Look, Australia won the toss, sent Sri Lanka in, three for 158. Um, you know, a wicket each to Maxwell Stark, and Agar is probably the best of bowlers, one for 25 or four. Um, Finch, 31 not out. So at least he's got a red ink against his name. But, yeah, as I said, Stornis, 59 off 18 balls. Sensational. What about Tim Payne, this book that oh. he's uh, released? It's, it's got some stuff in it, hasn't it? Uh, not only about his departure as um, national captain, but the whole drama around South Africa. Well, these are only excerpts that we're seeing at the moment. And, um, I ho- look, I just hope – I haven't read it yet, but I hope he's got some good lawyers. He's, he's accusing that the broadcaster, Supersport, um, actually – got rid of and wiped footage of the South Africans actually ball tampering themselves. So they're huge allegations. Mm. He also says in his book that um, under the sexting scandal, he had a gun held to his head and was forced into retirement. Metaphorically, And obviously. he also said that, yeah, metaphorically, but, yeah, that's right. But, um, yeah, but also he said that uh, he thought during the um, sandpaper game that all the teams should have taken equal responsibility, not hang out Warner. Smith and Bancroft. Yeah, and that's what you and I um, have mm. discussed for the last couple of years, haven't we? It, it, uh, there's little doubt that um, others knew uh, what was going down on that yep. particular day. Now, um, Serena Williams, she's back. She's hardly gone and she's back. Well, she said, uh, she was at a conference, she said, I'm not retired uh, and the chances of me returning to the court are very high. She said she's been practicing in her backyard, she's got a mm. court there. But like Tom Brady, um, he came out of retirement, so it's a bit of a it's a bit of a trend at the moment. 
And we know that Serena's sitting on 24 Grand Slam titles, um, equal with Margaret Court. She would like to go one more. Um, so there's a very, very high chance she will come back and play. Now, um, this this is a surprising story, isn't it, that the uh, the people that are running the World Cup in Qatar um, are upset about criticism. Well, you know, there has been there has <laughs> been some question marks on it, hasn't there? Yeah, well, the, the, the Sheikh has come out and said that since they've been given, granted, the, the World Cup to, uh, hosting rights, mm. um, there's been a campaign uh, against them. He's claiming defamation and double standards. And it all goes down to the treatment of their foreign workers and their LGBTQ and women's rights mm. um, uh, issues in that country. Um, it's hard for them to deny a lot of that. But, uh, yeah, the Sheikh's coming out in the front foot here. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, look, all the talk about uh, TV rights for the Women's World Cup. Mm. Channel 7's come through here and uh, they've won the free-to-air rights for the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup. And, look, you, you'd reckon that this will rate pretty well. Uh, it's here in Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, I think it will. I think it's 2023 FIFA World Cup and mm. uh, Channel 7 have their free-to-air rights. So we'll see every game free-to-air uh, on 7 Plus as well. We're only saying yesterday that... Uh, uh, the FIFA boss was saying that the money offered for the women's um, free-to-air rights uh, was 100 times less than the men's. We know the men's is, is probably the, the pinnacle of a sporting event in the world, so you're going to assume it's going to be less. But uh, saying that, it's great to see that, that Channel 7 will be showing all the matches. Stay with us. We've got all the AFL Rugby League and plenty more. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast sports multis and play same game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian owned. The only betting app you need this spring is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. G'day, it's Richard Cheekway here. I look forward to having lunch with you on Friday the 28th in Sydney at Shano's Lunch with Lee event. Head to lunchwithlee.com for all details and see you there. Now this independent review um, in and around concussion and AFL, it's been quite damning for the sport. It has, Tim. It's um, It comes down to that the league saying that they hadn't put enough money um, and real, I suppose, effort even behind this whole review around concussion. Mm. And there's claims of um, of uh, plagiarism here and, and using some older research. Um, but it just seems that it's a bit of a, a half, half-assed half um, effort to actually delve deep into what is, for past players, a real issue around concussion. Yeah, absolutely. And what about ex-Port Adelaide star Donald Dickey? $40 million fortune. Shana, I don't think you and I would work again, would we? Oh, I think we would, Tim. We don't. We love doing this every oh, day. We, oh, we do our podcast. <laughs> we do, but I don't see this as work. This is a labour of love with a friend, you know. And friends, you and Dan, we do it every morning. But no, I mean other work. I mean, we'd be work, doing it on a big work. boat, Tim. We'd be doing it on a big <laughs> boat. That's for sure. <laughs> with beautiful king prawns lathered in a lovely oh, mayonnaise. Oh, come on. Oh. Yeah, let's do that. No, but look, well, congratulations to him. It's um, mm. soft and hard for sportsmen to find another passion or a, a, a job after sport. Um, and two decades after you retired, he sold his NDIS business, as you said, Tim, for forty million bucks. So congratulations to him! Wow, that's uh, that's huge yeah. money. Uh, what about what about Casey Badger in the rugby league? Um, become the first 
female referee to uh, officiate a, a World Cup match, which was which was fantastic. It was uh, Tonga's uh, big victory over Wales. Yeah, it was um, it was a huge match too, and. Uh Whilst they've had female touch judges, um, there's never been a female um, officiate independently a, a men's game. And, um, yeah, she's been thrown in the deep end in the World Cup. And congratulations to her. And she said she's really proud of her achievements. And hopefully there might be a young girl reading this article that uh, it may encourage her to go into refereeing or even play the game of footy themselves. Yeah, Michael Hooper had to take a break from uh, the game of rugby and uh, he's come out and explained why he went away? Yeah, he just said that um, he'd had a, a, his first child and he said his head just wasn't in it. He wanted to be in and around his family. Um, but he said he's going to come back now. And I think the pressure of Capsy really got to him in the end. Um, whilst he's been one of our greatest players mm. um, of the modern era, um, his Capsy record and his team record was pretty poor. So I think he held a lot of accountability for that. Um, but he said he's fresh and ch- recharged now to come back and, and hopefully play some good footy. It's a sport with plenty of expectation, isn't it? The, the way it's played and who plays it and who has played it. Rugby Union, I, I would find... You know, uh, particularly if you're unsuccessful, um, and he's he's arguably been their best player for a long, long time. Mm. But if you're not having success, it, it would be oh, it would be awful, I would think. Yeah, definitely. And you saw that in cricket with Alan Border um, in the, in his mm. first sort of half of his career, where he was the best batsman. Um, every bowler around the world, including the West Indies, hated bowling to him. But he's playing in a losing yeah. side. It was really, really tough. And um, hopefully he can come through like Alan Border did and, and have that real hard edge around him um, and finish off his career uh, with a lot more wins to his name. Yeah, that's a good analogy to make, actually. And um, Conor McGregor, uh, they look, boxing, UFC, you name it, uh, they know how to get a blow up and turn it into some PR. But Conor McGregor, of course, um, the Irishman, so famous, has taken a swipe at our own UFC champion, Alex Volkanovsky. Well, Conor McGregor is a PR machine himself. Um, he's on the back end of his career. Uh, Volkanovsky's just been voted the uh, best pound-for-pound fighter in the world. Um, and so I think there's a little bit of jealousy here from Conor McGregor. Um, just reading between the lines, I think he just feels like he should be in the limelight again where our own guy, Alex Volkanovsky, is getting all the headlines. Yeah, um, he certainly he certainly made some money, hasn't he? Um, well, old mate. He certainly has money. He's got his own whiskey and that for, he sold that for about 250 million bucks, so he's not struggling. But they do know how to they do know how to get the PR going, um, boxing and UFC. All right, basketball. Ben Simmons. Well, he needs a PR machine behind him. He's uh, he start at the Nets has has, has been poor. Um, my eldest son follows this closely, uh, the NBA, and and he comments regularly. Goes, oh, it's not going well for Ben Simmons. It's a uh, Nightmare after nightmare. It is a nightmare after nightmare, and he's been given a lifeline by the Nets. But um, we all know in American sport, if you don't perform, uh, you, you get ousted pretty quickly. Well, three games in, the Nets are one and two, yeah. um, and he's been fouled out of the game twice. And he, so his season stands at only 17 points, 14,083 minutes. It's a very, very poor start. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Now, um, wrapping it up today, mate, what about the, um, mm. what about the moment you met the famous umpire, and he had he had such personality, Dickie Bird. Yeah, he was a legend of the sport, and uh, I first time I came across him was in a county match. I was playing for Somerset versus Middlesex at the home of Cricket at Lords. Um, I was facing a left arm spinner, uh, Phil Tufnell, mm. at the time. And um, I'd been batting quite well, and I was on about 40 runs, I think, at, at that stage. And he bowled an arm ball, which I didn't pick. I 
padded up, shouldered arms, and you just know when the ball hits you in the middle of the pad and you haven't played a shot, you get, you get that sinking feeling in your stomach. You go, I'm gone here. Well, Dickie Bird was officiating. He said, not out. And then they just absolutely blew up, the Middlesex guys, because I did feel like I was probably out as well. When I got down the other end, he just said to me, next time, lad, use your butt, don't use your pud. In other words, if you do it again, <laughs> you're, you're gone. gone. Harold, Dennis, <laughs> Dickie Bird, OBE. He turns 90 next April. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, Barclay, Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away. And our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow. Your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like Lunch with Lee. Former cricketer Shane Lee talks to celebrities, sports people, musicians, politicians, and more about sports, music, and business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com. Afternoon Sport.